0: Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Kat. Well, good day, everybody.
1: What's happening? Welcome to another edition of After Nine.
0: I, uh, if I can start immediately with this this video and DM that I received from the podcast that we did last week, that'd be awesome. There is an avid listener. Uh, his name is Peter. And Peter drives, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's Uber. And Peter's an Uber driver, so what he'll do is he'll usually play the podcast for his passengers.
1: Oh, that's great, Peter. Thank you.
0: I love that. So when he was playing back the Glen Go Fuck Yourself podcast, which is still an incredible idea, I think, for a drink, that we will let's just say plans are in motion, guys. Plans are in motion for a Glen Go Fuck Yourself. He was playing back he was uh playing back the uh, podcast and one of the people in the car we're losing their minds laughing at this so i want to play a little bit of it and thank you so much peter for for bringing this to our attention
1: Fuck yourself imagine going to a bartender and saying yeah i'll have a glenn go fuck yourself that bartender's gonna want to throw you out and that's amazing or give what you a beautiful mind. scene Let's i mean right <laughs> ask for a glenn go fuck yourself uh, what's uh, up honey can i get a, a glenn really go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> part so of me <laughs> <laughs> And it's very 2021.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Is you hear about people, people cooking uh, with cannabis, right? Cooking with yeah, cheese. Uh, I've never done it. It's a podcast.
1: Actually oh, it's a podcast. Yeah, good. I okay. use Spotify. It's it's oh, it's Spotify. Okay, cool. There And you go Scott and Cat after nine. I'm telling you, just have like nice. one eighth
0: of that cookie because it's a so much peter he shares it with like almost every he i mean he knows his audience but he shares it with most of his passengers in his uber i love that
1: that's awesome hopefully he does really uh, be selective about where he's playing that i don't think any seniors on their way to a vaccination appointment want to hear about the <laughs> Glen go fuck yourself like a but...
0: fuck yourself fuck astrazeneca like all kinds of shit that might scare them away
1: <laughs> fuck astrazeneca hey listen are the <laughs> are the uh um distilleries all still making hand sanitizer or have they gone back to making whiskey because we really need to find a distillery here that wants to make the glen go fuck yourself
0: yeah i think that they're pivoting back what is it called when you pivot back again to what you're originally doing the anti-pivot
1: it's a deep pivot it's
0: a deep pivot Uh, i think a lot of places are deep pivoting because we don't need that liquid sanitizer like we had no choice but to use about a year ago you might remember they were pumping it out so quick that it was just basically liquid alcohol um, so yeah, I think they're switching back. So now is the time that we create it. The question we have is what is in a Glen fuck yourself?
1: Oh, there's so many things. We can't give away the recipe now, Kat. No, because people
0: are no. asking, people are asking for the exact ingredients and you know what? Maybe we will give that away at some eventually, point. Yes, but we're working on a concoction and we will keep you guys updated. In the meantime, a Glen fuck yourself can be whatever you want it to be.
1: Until we come out with the official recipe, then yeah, you can just Glenn, go fuck yourself all day long if you want. Glenn, go fuck
0: yourself in the morning. Glenn, go fuck yourself in the afternoon. Glenn, go fuck yourself at night. All night long, baby.
1: Well, the bars are closed, so you'll have to, Glenn, go fuck yourself at home.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's a a problem, too. Uh, Coming up, we are going to talk about... I don't even know what we call it anymore. This holy disaster that's happening across Ontario right now. Uh, that's going to come up soon, but we'll leave the COVID stuff to the end today because there's a number of other things that we definitely have to talk about. Number one, and I don't know why I did this. I think it's just because I don't like seeing notifications on my phone. You know, those little red badges where, you know, there's something unread. I just like, I want to get rid of those. I hate them. Yeah. And there was one up on my fitness app from my Apple watch. <laughs>
0: I'm laughing already. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and, and I thought it was just like my watch reminding me that I'm a fat fuck and I should probably get a little more exercise. And I'm used to seeing that. It tells me all the time, like, whoa, you only need 30 minutes of exercise a day. And I usually get the reminder around 7 p.m. Oh, a brisk 28 minute walk and you'll hit your exercise goal. Really? I've done two minutes of exercise all day. That's it. Fuck. It's depressing. But anyway, I didn't know that you can share your workout information with other people. So my buddy, Mike, sent me a friend request on here, and that was what that notification was. So I accepted it because he's a friend, but I don't know how to tell him now. I don't give a shit that you just had a workout. (laughs) I don't care. And now I get notifications on my watch when he's lifting weights. Mike, I love you, but I don't fucking care if you're working out. Don't you have anything better to do? You work out all day. I don't care. Fuck. Yeah. Go away.
0: I know there are the there are the people and you know what? I, good for you, man. You you post what you want to post, but I do have those people too that'll like that'll map their roots, right? And oh, then they'll share God. their root map every day. Every day. Like unless it's yeah. in a phallic shape of a dick, I don't need to see your root every day, but I'm mm. happy for you. Don't get me wrong. Good for you. But I don't need to see it.
1: Uh, this is also, okay.
0: By the way, isn't it also like This is how you mug me any day This is where I fuck it started This is where I ended This is where I've been This is where my house is so You can come fucking rob that While I'm out for my regular jog every morning yeah, Is there no I safety know. in mind? Anyway
1: Apparently not <laughs> Not until we hold congressional hearings on it.
0: This is, and especially my female friends, sorry to go off on this, but especially my female friends, sometimes they share their routes and stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, you're basically giving people a map of where to fucking rape you because you're going in through a forest by yourself every day at the same time.
1: Oh, and geez. you're showing people that. Careful with that, guys. I know. And, and
0: again, this is like, I understand this is extreme the way I think, but it does freak me out sometimes. I want to be like, dude, make sure that it's really your friends on your friend list that you're t- showing people this too. Anyway, just keep that in mind, guys. Safety first, then exercise and fun.
1: It's been a while since we've been on airplanes, but uh, this has come up. It's a pilot named Michael Hawk flies for Southwest Airlines on his way from Philadelphia to Orlando. And he's in the cockpit doing whatever pilots do in the cockpit. They keep that door closed. And I don't know what the hell they're doing in there because the planes have autopilot. I don't know. Maybe it's like a great big orgy or something like that. Who knows what they're doing in the cockpit? Actually, this does segue in perfectly. Turns out he pulled out his dick in the cockpit. (laughs) Uh Nobody's quite sure why he did it, but we do know he's now facing charges for committing a lewd act. He also no longer flies for Southwest. Why would you pull out your dick at work? Even if you're a pilot and the doors closed, what is the why? Um, sometimes there's so many different things that are phallic-shaped that you can hold in the cockpit besides your own cock. Is
0: it like something about boredom? And hear me out here, because when you're flying a plane, it's, there's very exciting moments where you need to focus. It takes 100% of all of your abilities to do. But sometimes when you're cruising up there and you're just kind of on the cruise control mode, maybe it gets a little bit boring. If you know that you're going to be cruising for like an hour, you're checking the scanner and there's nothing in your way and you're thinking... Well, I'm horny. Is there nothing to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the boredom masturbation and the horny masturbation. And I think a lot of people misunderstand the two. Am I really horny or am I just bored? Interesting. All right. But either way, it ends up with you rubbing one out. So he is facing charges. I don't know that we necessarily need to follow that story because it's kind of gross if you stop and think about it. Why don't you think about the next pilot who's got to be in that cockpit that you just pulled your dick out? in? How about that?
0: It's rude.
1: It's very rude. Oh, what did the co-pilot say? <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> I forgot there's a co-pilot on those things.
0: Was the co-pilot sitting there the whole time, just like, uh, I can see you jerk off, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so you know, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's me, the guy sitting right next to you, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Put your dick away, just just for a little bit. Just just put it away, please. What did you think of Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy last night? I
0: actually watched Jeopardy last night, and I quite liked it. I thought he did a really great job. I was watching for a couple of reasons. Not that I'm a, anyone who listens to the podcast knows. I'm not a massive football fan. I wasn't like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I know all his stats. Now I'm going to watch him host. No, I, I don't. He's a he's a nice-looking guy. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's dating Shailene Woodley. I think they're – or, sorry, engaged to Shailene Woodley. I think they're an adorable couple, and I thought I want to see um, how they – this guy does. And it was someone my husband's familiar with too. So we were watching yesterday and there was also a guy on the show, a contestant and continuing on was a guy from Tavistock, Ontario. So not too far away. And I thought that was kind of neat too, but Aaron, I thought did a really good job, Scott. I really, I really liked I thought so him. too.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and he's a smart guy, really, really smart. And, and obviously an, an exceptional athlete. I'm just looking up his last contract. And since 2018, since 2018, he's made over $100 million as a football quarterback. And you know what's crazy to me is that if you gave him the opportunity, he would probably walk away from his NFL contract and take over as the full-time host of Jeopardy. Yes. I feel like he would walk away from football in a heartbeat if that was his gig, to be the permanent host of Jeopardy. Can you imagine leaving that kind of money on the table?
0: And, uh, <laughs> you think that... It, because you bring up a good point, though. They need They need to find someone relatively soon, I say that, but we know this entire season of the show, if you will, they're going to go with guest hosts because it gets people talking, right? Otherwise we wouldn't have been talking about Jeopardy all the time. And you and I, for example, we've been talking about Jeopardy every time there's a new guest host, at least we talk about it. Hey, you know, this person's starting and that oh, Dr. Oz is on and now Aaron Rodgers. So to get people talking, I I see why they're doing what they're doing, but it will come to a point, Scott, you're right, where they're going to have to find a permanent host. If they ask Aaron, I mean, he's still young in his career, though. I mean, how many years does he have left there? If you had to guess, ballpark.
1: Oh, he could retire now and no one would blame him. He's getting up there.
0: So, I mean, yeah. He's not not,
1: as good as he used to be either.
0: It's not far off the realm of possibility. And we know he's like a... And these are his words. He's a super nerd when it comes to Jeopardy. He loves Jeopardy. So I think he would say yes to that.
1: Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? (laughs) That is a great question. It should be... (laughs) should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose zero. Thank you for that, and congrats on your two-day win streak. But the man in the middle, Brandon, could not be caught today. Did you come up with the correct response? Who is Mr. Rogers? That is correct. Let's see what you wagered. $924 to your total. You are the Jeopardy! champion today. For $23,224. Yeah, I kind of feel like he would too. Yeah, maybe it's a perfect transition from football quarterback to host of Jeopardy. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. You got to do what you love. And I think he loves Jeopardy a little bit more than he loves football. Krispy Kreme has introduced something new, Kat. They're teaming up with Oreo, and there's two new products. They've got the Oreo Cookie Glazed Donut. Covered in a glaze that's made from what they say is Nabisco's signature cookie and filled with Krispy Kreme's signature cookies and cream filling. So this is a donut, a round donut. Actually, they're all round. Never mind. Forget I said that. It's (laughs) on the inside.
0: Dutchies are like rectangular.
1: That's true. there's that.
0: Okay. And then you got those long dick-shaped ones. What are those ones again? See? There's all kinds of shapes. Do you
1: mean an eclair?
0: Sure. Fine. Whatever. They're dick-shaped.
1: Not really. I don't know what kind of dicks you're used to, but a, an eclair doesn't look anything like a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. Fine. That's another conversation for another day.
0: <laughs> I was trying to save you and say, it's okay. Not all donuts
1: are round. Thank you. They're also not dicks. But anyway, this is got a, a cookies and cream the filling really. throughout the inside. And then there's another product. It's the Oreo cookie over the top donut, which is the same glazed donut but it's topped with cookies and cream filling and then it gets drizzled through the the icing waterfall and served as is. If you want to see a picture of what they look like, you can go to scottandcat.ca. If you want to see a picture of what you will look like after you eat a few of these, <laughs> come on, the calories are going to be fucking nuts here, right? It's, Wouldn't you think
0: it's not something you, you would eat on a diet? I mean, I think we all know that if you're heading to a Krispy Kreme and you see something with like a, a, anything Krispy Kreme, it's not something you're eating because you think that it's a healthy idea. <laughs> so whatever.
1: 370 calories. Here it is. The over the top. Actually, that's less than I thought. Only 370 calories. No, that's one cookie. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of thought it would have been worse. I heard a commercial today for McDonald's's chicken breakfast sandwich uh, they've raised the price on that I guess the special's over are we all hooked sufficiently on this now that they can start raising prices
0: Kate okay, so chicken breakfast sandwich can you tell, tell I've me? had it and it's stupid I'm confused Kate okay, so hang on a second backtrack here because I don't I don't I don't go there often at all it's only to get a coffee that's it and sometimes I'll get my kids like a happy meal for like the odd occasion. So the chicken breakfast sandwich, can you correct me here? Are we talking about chicken and eggs on the same? No. Oh.
1: It's –
0: Because that would be really fucked up. Like we're talking about dead chicken and then a fetus of a fucking chicken all in one.
1: No, in this case, their chicken breakfast sandwich is you get like the McMuffin bun, but then they put a little piece of fried chicken on top. And I think there's some sort of like a mayo-y kind of sauce, but I – I I can't really tell what it is. In any case, there's really nothing in it for you. But it was cheap until now. They've raised the price on them.
0: Why is it a breakfast? How is that a breakfast sandwich?
1: I I, I guess more people were tired of bacon, ham or sausage and they wanted to try and get chicken into the diet. Okay,
0: yeah. That's new. That's different. All right.
1: Uh, They've had it for a bit now. It's not great. But I mean, hey, if you just want something cheap at breakfast, go ahead and do it. Why not? Is it fair to fake a wedding proposal to get free drinks is it ever okay to fake a proposal because that's what this couple is doing here Uh. it's a story from reddit and they don't see any harm in this they think oh fuck if people want to buy us drinks all we have to do is put on a little show that lasts like 20 seconds he gets down on one knee will you marry me she says yes big kiss and then the restaurant applauds and cheers and everything and then they just get free drinks for the rest of the night is that fair or is that stealing
0: that is, I'm going to put it, if I have to choose between one or the other, I'd say it's fair. Really? Because, yeah, I I, I don't understand why you're faking it so hard just for, what is it, free drinks you said?
1: Yeah, usually oh. they get free drinks out of it, maybe a free dessert here and there.
0: Like, is it worth it? Like, unless you're trying to practice your acting and, and all the places are closed where you can do that right now. Okay, let's take our, uh, let's take our... Uh, whatever talent club over to this and pretend we're getting engaged. It just seems like too much work to me for a free drink. That's all I'm thinking. And I know some people are thinking, but the restaurant is paying money. Well, that's their choice. I mean, you don't have to give people free stuff just because they're celebrating an occasion. Some restaurants do automatically, right? Hey, it's your birthday. You get a Sunday. Hey, it's whatever. It's your anniversary. Here's a dessert and maybe some champagne. I don't know. But isn't it the restaurant's choice to do that? So you have to kind of run the risk of someone faking anything, faking their anniversaries anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, you used to work as a waitress. Did you ever card people when they said it's my birthday and they wanted that free dessert?
0: No, it was a shitty dessert anyway. Like, if you want to fake your birthday for that shitty little brownie and, and scoop of ice cream, fine. It's, it wasn't worth it. But but I would absolutely do it. And there was times I went into it knowing full well it's not your birthday, but I don't – I didn't care. Like, I don't care. Here's your Sunday, No problem. It's a little bowl. Some places will give you a full free meal, but you do have to show ID. Like, Kelsey's, for example, does that. I, I don't know if they really? still do it, but they did have a birthday program where, yes, you could get a free meal as long as you showed your ID and it showed that you – that was your birthday. So, hmm. you know, yeah, there's places to do it, but it is the choice of the establishment. So if someone feels like putting on a big charade of of a fake engagement or whatever, then if it's a part of what you do to give them free drinks, then that's kind of on you. I don't really think that that's on the people faking it. Then don't have a rule like that. Don't don't be the place that you go when you're celebrating these things.
1: Can I tell you the thought of proposing in public in front of a bunch of strangers just weirds me out? I get that some people have done it and maybe they like the attention or whatever. Not me. Uh, uh. The thought of a bunch of strangers in a restaurant applauding because I got engaged, that literally gives me anxiety. I don't want anything to do with that. You
0: may have to eventually actually propose again. So if let's say you do, wouldn't this be good practice? Maybe you should just do this. You should just practice and be like, hey, sweetheart, let's go and pretend that we're getting engaged. And you'll have so much great practice that by the time it comes to the actual day where you're proposing, you're just like, it's good. No?
1: You're suggesting a dry run on the proposal?
0: a (laughs) A couple of dry runs on the whole proposal. Perfect your speech, my friend.
1: You know, her and I are in pretty good alignment on things like that. And I'm pretty confident that if I got down on one knee in a restaurant, she'd say, get off your fucking knees. We're leaving. right now." <laughs> <I> <laughs> Not like a her. chance. I like her a lot. <laughs> April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month. I got to tell you. You know, at first I hated the distracted driving laws. I hated the fact that I couldn't use my phone in my car and I didn't understand how it made any difference at all. I thought, fuck off. I'm driving. It's my phone, my car, and I'm, it's not like I'm not watching the road. So what if I replied to a quick text message pretty easily? Or so what if I, uh, I don't know, uh, cleared a notification? So what? Who cares? Now, it's been a while since the distracted driving laws came into effect And I'm really starting to become more aware of how distracting a cell phone is. I never used to agree with it. But lately, I'm thinking to myself, fuck, that really is dangerous. And so that's why we still have Distracted Driving Awareness Month. Because every single day, cops catch thousands of people texting and driving. So they did a survey on the things that distract us in the cars. Because distracted driving is not just using a handheld device. There's a lot of things that distract you. Number one, things you see happening outside the car, Mm -hmm. everything from billboards to other people driving like assholes. That is the number one distraction when you are driving.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Passengers got 18 percent of the vote. People under 45 say kids as passengers are the main culprit. People over 45 were more likely to complain about their spouse or significant other, especially when they backseat drive. Can we all agree that if you're the passenger in someone's car, shut the fuck up and don't touch the radio? (laughs) Those are the two things you have to do. Fuck off and don't touch the radio.
0: Don't touch the radio. Don't attempt to honk for the driver like the driver, like we're fully (gasps) capable of honking ourselves.
1: If you touch my horn, I'm pulling over and you're getting out. Don't you (laughs) touch that horn. It's not for you. You get your own horn. It's rude. It's rude. Third is your phone. Phone is very popular as a distraction. But the things that we do with our phone while driving are take calls, make calls, check texts, reply to texts, and use it as a GPS. Right. Okay. So just so I'm clear on this. If the, the cell phone is in a holder or stuck to a like one of those magnet type things in the car, I'm allowed to touch it if it's for navigation purposes, but I'm not allowed to touch it to like skip to the next song if I've got a Spotify playlist on. Is that right?
0: Oh, I th- see. And I thought, well, you're talking about your actual physical phone or the screen.
1: No, the physical. Vehicle. I don't have CarPlay in my
0: car. Oh. Yeah, I've, honestly, I'm fuzzy about those rules because I have CarPlay in mine. So I can, from what I know, I can do just about anything on that screen. So whether it's um, going through songs or finding a song, how can they know a difference between me? I mean, I think you're technically not supposed to touch anything if you can manage it, which is why they have the speech to whatever, control whatever you want, right? Play this song, play this playlist. uh, Tell me how to go this place. But it doesn't always work accurately. So sometimes I do have to touch that screen. But I was under the impression that you can touch the screen as long as it is for those purposes. But I could be wrong. I think overall they don't want you to touch anything. They want two hands on the fucking wheel at all times.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. There was a time when airbags were optional. There was a time when seatbelts weren't mandatory. Listen. Car manufacturers, I get that it's another way that you can fuck people for a little more money, but at this point, they should just make Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, standard safety equipment, because it does cut down on the amount of times that people need to touch their phone. you can going set your phone down on the little charging mat there and have the car play on your screen or your Android Auto. It's so much safer. Just include it in all cars. No charge, free Apple CarPlay or free Android Auto. It would make things safer, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to, to find cars that don't have that kind of thing in them. Am I wrong there? Like all the newer models do.
1: They um, a lot of them will charge you extra for that. Like you can have the in car in dash nav and stuff like that. But you don't get like the unlocked right. Apple CarPlay and Android yeah, Auto. For I, free. I'm all
0: for that, Scott, then I'm all for making that the, the standard minimum. equipment. Yeah, that, that's the minimum. That's the standard. Absolutely.
1: The last distraction that people deal with on a daily basis is the radio and playing music. That includes looking down to change the station and so on and so forth. They just need to make better radio then. And people wouldn't need to change the station as much. Is that right?
0: Right. (laughs) Should be able to keep it on one at all times.
1: (laughs) You should buy your car based on the one station that it's tuned into at all times. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like a 91.5 the beat car, please. (laughs) The COVID situation is uh, it's fucked up. It, it, I, I can't think of a nicer way to put it, Kat. And I'm just going to do a quick update here for anybody who hasn't been paying as close attention, because I'm aware that a lot of people have just given up on the news and they don't want to hear the constant bombardment and the 24-7 coverage. They can't do it, so they'll get one summary a day. So here's just the headlines of what's going on right now. The top doctors in Toronto and Peel, that's Dr. Eileen Devilla and Dr. Lawrence Lowe, Plus, the chief medical officer in Ottawa wrote a letter to the head of Ontario's chief medical operations, Dr. David Williams. They want heavier, stricter measures, including a stay at home order for the entire province. I am so sick and fucking tired of not being the problem, but still being lumped in with the people that are. I'm sorry, but it's true. I am so sick to death of Toronto and Peel trying to call the shots for the entire province. And here's a great example. So Peel has closed down their schools. No more in-person learning. Dr. Lawrence Lowe there went rogue and said, we're closing our schools. Section 22 order. Doesn't matter what the premier says. Doesn't matter what anybody says. I'm closing the schools, shutting her down. And I don't even necessarily disagree with the guy. Maybe we should close the schools. I'm not sure. But. Now you've got Peel schools closed. Toronto schools are open. And there's far more cases in Toronto schools than there are in Peel schools. So that's contradictory there. That's going to be a hard one for some parents to swallow. But then, in a pile-on kind of effect, you get the chief medical officer of Wellington, Dufferin, and Guelph. Who ordered their schools closed as of tomorrow, Wednesday. And I really don't understand because I I looked at the numbers this morning. There are more active cases, active as in people that could be contagious. There's more active cases in Toronto schools than there is overall in all of Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph. (laughs) And yet Toronto schools are open. But Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, where they've done such a good job of keeping their numbers low, they're usually averaging around 15, 16 new cases a day, but more recovered than new. That's why their active cases is down at like 140. And they shut down their schools. And I'll be honest with you. That's one of the areas that we broadcast to. We heard from a lot of pissed off parents because not only did they do this when apples to apples, there's not as big a problem in Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph as there is in Toronto or Peel, but they announced it late yesterday afternoon and it takes effect Wednesday.
0: Yeah. And this is why I have such an issue with it. And I don't it's not that I disagree with. The doctors, because the doctors are looking at the numbers and blah, blah, blah. But you do have a difference in personality between these doctors. So you're going to have one medical officer of health who believes they know what's best for their area and another. And they completely don't match like what you just gave an example of. Yeah, they completely don't match up. Uh, It's it's confusing for everybody Um, right next door there to the, the Waterloo board is open. Everything's fine from what we see so far. Everything's going to remain open for this week. Parents were very confused about that, but they're different. Um, I just, I, I, I wonder if we take a look at this whole thing, blow it up, and start over after this. Because it seems to not make any sense. It is people are unclear on what's happening. People are confused about what's happening. People are pissed off about what's happening. And I don't blame anyone. And I, I don't even know what the answer is, Scott. I don't even know what to do. Because when it comes to the schools, I truly want to see kids being in class. But I understand it's frustrating for a lot of people. Even just yesterday, I had a friend of mine say, yeah, we have a positive case in our class. So there goes that for the next couple of weeks anyway. So we're all out of our class. And now they're testing another class that may have had contact with the other class. And it, I mean, it's a mess as it is in schools, but I really want kids to be in class as, as much as we can have them in class. It but just I, doesn't. Yeah. Sorry, it just, you know, it just, no, it just doesn't. It, it just doesn't make sense to not be to not to have one open like you said with so many cases in Toronto but then the next the one next door is closed and maybe they're being more careful and that's just the only reason why and you have to just suck it up I don't know maybe that is the right answer and that is the right thing to do I don't know
1: you know I just think that somebody's got to rein some of this in and again guys you're completely pissing everyone off and and it seems like the province has lost all control I mean, when you're getting a local medical officer of health slapping down a Section 22 order that the premier himself can do nothing about, you got to ask yourself, who the fuck's in charge here? Because I would think that there should be some consistency. Shut them all down, keep them all open or shut them down based on the number of cases and community spread. But that's not what's happening because there is a massive difference between the situation in Wellington Dufferin Guelph and the situation in Peel. Yeah. It's and fucking
0: crazy. That's why I mean, uh, that's why I said I, I, after all this, maybe I think we should blow this shit up. I mean, not that we are preparing for a pandemic. We didn't know this was going to happen, but we need to prepare for anything and everything. And if this system is not working for most people, whether you're for or against it, it then maybe we need to reconsider how we're doing things because this is getting fucking crazy.
1: Oh, and let's add in another layer of confusion down in Niagara. The Niagara Public Health Unit has announced that next week for spring break. Teachers are getting vaccinated. Hey. Awesome. But then teachers that are not in the Niagara border, are like, what the fuck? Yeah. I know. <laughs> What's going on here? Where's our vaccination? Man, should- and it's hard to tell them no. Why would we tell them No. I mean, arguably, they should have been vaccinated already.
0: Honestly, though, I know it only makes sense. You want to keep kids in school. You want to do all these things. And it's just word vomit until you actually have something to back it up, until you actually make a decision that backs up what you say. Stop fucking saying how important it is. Kids be in class and teachers be working and blah, blah, blah. You don't fucking care unless you get the vaccines to them.
1: It's just and now
0: and now let's go because their school year is going to be up because you're taking your because everybody's goddamn dilly dallying. It's fucking stupid.
1: I'm trying to figure out what the end of April is going to look like. We got 2.2 million vaccines finally arriving in Canada. Finally, we're getting a decent size bulk order of vaccines into the country this week. Over a million Pfizer, 855,000 Moderna and some AstraZeneca's are going to be floating around at the various pharmacies and doctor's offices. We're finally getting vaccines, but we're under this this weird shutdown order and now some schools are closing other schools say they're not closing you got calls for a stay-at-home order the whole thing's a goddamn mess but the vaccines are going out and i have to think that if there's two and a half million coming into canada this week that by this time next week what few hundred thousand more people will be vaccinated that comes right off our daily numbers right off the daily numbers So if we keep going at that pace and there will be several million a week in the month of April, at the end of April, will enough people be vaccinated that we actually can after 28 days come out of this gray zone and go back to the color coded system that we were in? Or are we going to be in this for a while? Because there's some people who are saying kids aren't going back to school at all this year in the areas that get shut down. And we're going to be under these restrictions until June, maybe even July. I don't know. I have to think that if the vaccination effort is worth the paper it's written on, then we're going to be vaccinating enough people a week that we should be able to loosen these restrictions at the end of April. Like they said, like they'll actually be right for a change. Is that the right way to look at it? Or do you think we're going to be locked down for a (laughs) while? That's
0: the nice way to look at it. I mean, that's optimistic, I suppose. I don't know. I I don't necessarily think we're going to be locked down, but we need to be realistic about the fact that the summer is going to look a lot like last summer did. I think
1: I don't think so. Me personally, no, I think that we're in a position where once the vaccines get here. But now they're finally getting here. But once they're in arms, people are vaccinated and we only need about uh, three quarters to two thirds of people vaccinated. And and then the virus can't spread anymore because we'll have achieved what they call herd immunity. And if herd immunity is here, then I mean, yeah, you might have to wear masks uh, going into or out of restaurants and in a few pla- public places you will. But I think we're going to have a much closer to normal summer where the restriction should be. You can gather as you want. two months
0: away, right? Like, it's not happening. We're moving so slow, it's embarrassing. Uh, Three months till
1: Canada Day. Three months.
0: Yeah. I don't don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I like that you're optimistic about it. Stay that way. Stay that way, my friend, because I'm not.
1: Huh. Okay. I mean, I would think that if you get together with another vaccinated person, you can gather in close quarters, like your backyard summer parties, without masks on that's what they're doing in america
0: but like my age group we're fucked like i don't i doubt i'll get a shot until like maybe if i'm lucky august maybe so there goes my summer i'm not going to be able to do all those things
1: i have to i mean didn't they say that anybody who wants one will have their first shot before canada day but
0: that's also first shot they're not going to let people roam free with shot one without getting their second shot Mm. it's not i'm telling you we're I I'm willing to put money on it that this summer is going to be a lot like last summer because we're off to a real shit start.
1: You know, if we'd done this back in February, like we should have remember all those weeks in February where there were no vaccines coming into Canada. None. If we were vaccinating in February, even the way we're vaccinating now, we wouldn't be in this situation that we're in right now. It wouldn't be a thing because we would have, all the older people. and this is the proof that the vaccines work. The death toll daily remains pretty low. 15, 16 deaths a day, mainly from unvaccinated people. If we'd been doing this in February, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. And that's the failure of Justin Trudeau. That's the federal government. We also wouldn't be in this situation if they would have closed the fucking airports, to international travel a lot sooner or at least put that quarantine hotel policy in place for international arrivals because there's still cases coming in from international travel. If we'd done this sooner, if we'd been proactive instead of reactive, we wouldn't be in this situation that we're in now. But a couple of other things. Um, The head of the Ontario Hospital Association says we set a new record for COVID patients in intensive care. Four hundred ninety-four. So now the plan is to transfer 88 patients out of GTA hospitals to areas that have more capacity. You know what that means, right? Mm -mm. Waterloo, Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, London, North Bay, Thunder Bay, Kawarthas. You're all getting a bunch of COVID patients from Toronto and Peel.
0: If they can handle it. They can handle it. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. To be honest with you,
1: I, I know I, they can handle it. But I mean, those areas did the right thing. They kept their numbers low.
0: Yeah, but they have all. They have the ability and and more manpower to deal with it. I'm okay with it. I know someone working in the hospital right now that would tell you if there's no COVID patients there right now. But if there is, because we have to help out another area, they, honestly at this point I think they're just like tack it on, like whatever. Let's just get through this.
1: What do you think about uh, baseball in America right now? 38,238 people were at Globe Life Field yesterday to watch the Jays beat the Rangers 6-2. to
0: It was so weird. I think because the Jays were playing. I think if we were watching an American game yesterday, I wouldn't have been so weirded out by the view of the crowds. It, but because it was a Jays game, putting that together, even though I know that what didn't happen here, But putting that together in my mind was weird. I'm like, whoa. Uh, All right. Now, what is the vaccination level there?
1: About a third of Texas is vaccinated already.
0: Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, they're not worried about it because their protocols allowed them to do this, right? It's not like people were barging into the stadium to sit down even though it was illegal. So if they believe that that was... Uh, OK for them, then. All right. I mean, honestly, at this point, Scott, I just shrugged my shoulders and I'm like, "What? whatever.
1: Americans going to be Americans. Fine.
0: And you know what? They, they they have us on vaccine. So they really they really won this one. They really we did.
1: can't really say anything yeah, shitty about it. Like whatever. Uh, you you want to know how good the American rollout is? Uh, for those who don't know, my son goes to school in the States. He's a university student down there. And he texted me yesterday to say it's already booked. Not only does he have his vaccination appointment, he knows what he's getting next Monday. He gets his first shot of the Moderna vaccine and his second shot will happen three weeks from next Monday. So within a month, a healthy NCAA athlete with no underlying health conditions and absolutely no reason whatsoever to be prioritized over essential workers or teachers, he's going to be fully vaccinated in a month. We haven't even started on essential workers or teachers here. Mm-hmm. Haven't even started. And they're doing fucking university students. It's wildcat. It's freaking crazy to me.
0: Yeah, it's... I'm it's, happy
1: as shit, though. I mean, when he told me that, it was a sigh of relief. That's good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, again, like, what can you say? We we did this to ourselves. And I know it's not the us as individuals. We were, like you said it yesterday in the podcast, we've been good little soldiers, most of us. We've been doing all the right things, but... Here we are, and their government happened to do things uh, the right way there, so there they are, and it sucks that it's not happening here, but all right, fine.
1: We've got a few thousand listeners over in the UK, so what's up, UK? Yesterday, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson confirmed that businesses from barber shops to bookstores are allowed to reopen next week, and yes, that includes the bars and pubs. Boris Johnson says Britain's slow but steady march out of lockdown is... Is on track. He says it's too soon to say whether UK residents will be doing summer vacations abroad. But he also confirmed his government is going to test out the contentious vaccine passport system as a tool to help travel and large events return safely. Listen, I know some of you anti vaxxers are concerned about this vaccine passport, but let's call it what it is. You don't want the vaccine, but you don't want to face any restrictions. That's all it is. If I'm getting vaccinated, I want proof that I've been vaccinated because there's going to be a circumstance, whether now or down the line, where you're going to have to show that you're vaccinated. I have no problem whipping that out. And you know what? You can't possibly be opposed to vaccine passports. There's no good reason to be opposed to vaccine passports. All you have to do is show that you're vaccinated. And if you're afraid that you're going to face restrictions Ask yourself why there's restrictions. Look at what we just went through for the last year. Nobody's going to force you to get the shot, but you have to accept the fact that if you don't get the vaccine, you could, in theory, be prevented from doing some things. And no, it's not a human right to go to a goddamn baseball game. It's not one of your your Canadian rights to be able to do this, that, or go to a concert. It's not. So I don't understand what you guys are concerned about with these vaccine passports. If somebody's got a good argument for why we shouldn't have these, then let me know. I mean, countries are going to be issuing them. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to prove that you're vaccinated to do something that you want to do. So if you don't want the shot, don't get it. But you can't be upset that the rest of us want these vaccine passports. I'll show it off like a badge of honor. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm safe. Let me in.
0: Yeah, Isn't I, that the right I, way I to look at it? I don't yeah, I I personally don't have a lot against it either. I understand some people don't like it because they don't plan to vaccinate and they think that they're going to be left out of things. I, 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 honestly, why don't we worry about that once we get vaccines out there, you know? And then let's talk. And then let's have that discussion. You know, like to me, I, I'm fine with it too. I'm fine with it. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the opposition is to that. Uh, There's a little bit of good news coming out of the pandemic here. This this morning from Dr. Iota Alakaja, Don't know where she's from, but she tweeted out the results of some research that she's done this morning. New HIV vaccine with 97 percent antibody response rate in phase one human trials. This is the most effective trial HIV vaccine to date. It's based on Moderna's COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. COVID tech acceleration could change RX for cancer and HIV in the future. So even if you're opposed to the vaccines, even if you think it's all bullshit and there's nothing going around that's killing people, you just think it's coincidence. The fact that they're developing these vaccines, especially with this newer technology that they're using, that's pretty impressive that now they've parlayed that into an HIV treatment with 97% efficacy.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. That's a, And that's what happens, right? When you put a little more, uh, and that was also money, right? Money being put into that, created that vaccine, and the base for it created this. When you take a little more time, and I, I know I know it takes a lot of money to do it, imagine what else we could come up with. When we if we could shift our focus once COVID vaccine is all perfected and good to go there, maybe we should start to take a look at other things. That's great. news.
1: I mean, it just makes sense if it works for something, then fucking use it. I know it's just phase one clinical trials and it next needs to go to phase two. And there's got to be a control group and there's got to be a placebo and the whole nine yards to test it. But if there's promise there that they just fucking cured HIV AIDS because of COVID-19. That's pretty encouraging that there's going to be a treatment out of this. Did
0: you say Moderna?
1: It's the Moderna so vaccine they used. Wasn't
0: wasn't uh, that Dolly Parton's money that they credited for?
1: They they did credit her yeah. with so getting that going for
0: those. So now she's curing now she's curing everything for those who don't know. <laughs> for th- this is great. I love Dolly Parton, and by the way, she had her second vaccine recently, so I'm happy to hear uh, that. But Dolly, for those who don't know, contributed a chunk of change, a million, maybe more, I believe, but a a million dollars right from the get go that went towards this Moderna vaccine. And of course, there was at that time there was a shit ton of trials. I mean, there's still ones that we haven't even heard of yet that are still in trial mode that probably and could maybe never go anywhere. But Moderna was one of the ones she gave a million bucks to and they basically credited her for the covid shot. So in a way, she also helped with this, too. That's pretty incredible.
1: Sometimes it just takes a little bit of capital or a little bit of seed money. And it's amazing what the private sector can do when government stays the hell out of their way. Mm -hmm. Good job to whoever did that. If this does turn out to be something, that's fantastic news. Very, very good. Okay, we are. Do you want to know the daily COVID numbers?
0: Oh, are they in?
1: Yeah, they just came in. I feel like we need a drum roll for this.
0: Is it bad?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not great. I mean, here, here we go. 3,065 cases of COVID-19 okay. based on only 37,500 tests completed.
0: Okay, so that's not a high number of tests.
1: No, it's not a high number of tests, but it is over 3,000 cases. Yeah. Locally, 955 in Toronto, 561 in Peel. 320 in York region, 165 in Ottawa. All right. And you want to shut us down. Really? Fuck's sake. Get it together. Just get it together, Toronto. Get it together, Peel. Get it together. All the hot spots need to get it together. I mean, this isn't over. You got to do your part. You need to protect you. And if you're in a dangerous situation at work or whatever, Pick up the phone and call the inspectors. Go ahead and rat out your boss. Rat them out. If they're forcing you to work somewhere that's not safe, rat them out. Do it. You don't want to get sick. These variants are no joke. They're putting a lot of people in hospital. They're yeah. killing people. Protect yourself. Let's get these fucking numbers lower until the vaccines get out. Two million this week. Another million next week. Let's keep her going. Shots in arms. No more wasted appointments. Did you see that yesterday, by the way? Yes, I did. Eight hundred and fifty five available appointments in Hamilton. Only one hundred and fifty five got booked. Only one hundred and fifty five out of eight hundred and fifty got booked. So that means that we could have done hundreds more people yesterday. But the problem is they're so fixated on this. Oh, it's got to be the 60 plus. Can't go out of order. You couldn't have grabbed 600 teachers yesterday and stuck a shot in their arm. You couldn't have grabbed 600 frontline workers yesterday and stuck a shot in their arm rather than just sitting around doing nothing.
0: Apparently not. And the people that were working there were actually posting about it and saying how frustrating it was because they have no right to do it. They have to give it to whoever's on that list. And that's that. You couldn't just walk up and and get it. You couldn't.
1: And, And I understand that. I mean, we have to have control over these vaccines and we do have a priority list. But I'm sorry if there's an available appointment, stick it in any willing arm there is. Well, if you
0: make an appointment, go to it. Who is not going?
1: Oh, there's people not showing up and there's people just plain not booking. I mean, that was a facility that could hold over 800 people in a day. They only booked 150 appointments. And and I guess when they came in the next morning and saw, okay, what's our day looking like today? Only 150 appointments. Could they not have have just gone public with that and said, hey, listen, we can take 600 more people today, 700 more people today. Book your appointment right now. It doesn't matter how old you are. You just have to That's live right. in this region. It's All you have to do. That's I mean, specialty. but OK, again, though, this goes back to the other point. I've been saying it all along. We should be able to register for a vaccine now. Anybody who wants one should register. And the system lets us know when there's an availability or when it's our turn. And in this app, you can check it off. Yes, I'm a I'm a teacher or I am a frontline worker or I am this or that go ahead pre-qualify and screen everybody and then just let them know when it's their turn and they'd have so much better control over the situation if they would do that rather than just opening it up to anybody 60 plus and waiting to see who shows although i think that once it turns to like 50 or 40 or 30 and up it's going to be an absolute gong show it's going to be crazy in those clinics wild Okay, guys, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening to After 9. It's a fairly nice day outside, so get out there and enjoy it. We will have a new edition of the podcast tomorrow.